Welcome to the Irish Expat Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be covering our first Tuscan city, Siena. We'll be chatting about why we went to Siena, the Palio de Siena, transport, accommodation, food and fun, the value for money, and some overall tips if you're planning on visiting the city. Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Cormac. And welcome to the Irish Expat Podcast. We've been on the road for six months traveling the lengths and breadths of Italy. Season one is all about our six-week holiday from the southern city of Naples to Lake Garda in the north. We'll be giving our best tips and tricks and talking about our highlights and mistakes. And how we've ended up moving to Florence. Make sure you're subscribed and if you like this episode then please give us a five-star rating. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at altliven and find out more about us on altliven.com. Well, hello, Cormac. How are you today, Jay? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Feeling mighty. Oh, feeling feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> sun is sun. Sun is shining. Can't complain too much. Um. So today we are going to talk about our first Tuscan adventure, which is Siena. Siena. So this might be a little bit of a shorter podcast uh, than usual, but um, we were there for a total of three nights, and it was a great time yeah. all around. It's small. It's probably one of the smaller cities we were in. Definitely one of the yeah. I probably the smallest. Apart from apart from the places up around Riva, but they were more yeah. just towns. So, yeah, more def- towns, but they definitely the smallest. So we're going to give a few uh, a few little facts about Siena. Do you want to do you want to kick off there? What's my favorite one? Oldest bank in the world is in Siena. It which is. is cool. Yeah, very good. Uh, we sat outside of it. We did. Uh, we did. didn't go in because <laughs> we have no money. <laughs> we, we, we weren't really thinking about going into the oldest bank in the world <laughs> unless we were doing, planning to rob it. <laughs> yes. um, so Siena has a total of 17 districts. Um, they're known as Contradas and they're all named after animals. And they come together twice a year in July and August. And they each have, each Contrada has a horse or a few horses, and they do horse racing in the main square. The with Campo de Palo. Campo de Palo. So um, they don't wear any saddles. Nope. They're absolute lunatics. Yep. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode, but we were staying in the giraffe district, which was yeah. very nice. Yeah. The city itself is built over three hilltops. Uh, it's still one of the few cities that has a medieval, fully intact medieval wall surrounding it, which is about seven kilometers long. Um, so it makes it really cool because it's just all enclosed. You uh, when you first arrive at the city gates, it's a walk. It's a straight walk up a hill. Yeah. To get to the city centre, so it is like. So if you're traveling there by car, you're gonna have to park outside of the oh, wall gate. Of the wall gate. Uh, yeah. Mopeds are allowed in there, but uh, cars are not. It's a hilly place. Bring good runners. Bring good trainers. Yeah, it is quite hilly, um, especially for some of the bars we went to. It was a little bit of a hike. Definitely, you literally yeah. go down one of the hills and up the other one. So it is, yeah, definitely bring, bring good shoes. Bring it's, good shoes to Siena. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we stayed there for three nights overall. Um, the reason that we went to Siena in the first place, because you might think, well, why did you go from Rome and then to Florence? Because if you're, if you're actually looking at um, the map, you have to go through Florence to get to Siena. There's no direct buses. There's no direct trains or anything like that. Yeah. So we got a train to Florence train station and then got a train from Florence to Siena. But the reason that we did that was um, the accommodation um, was only available in Siena um, at a certain time. So uh, we just took it. So <laughs> um, we didn't realise that we'd applied for the dates uh, in Siena at the time. We didn't know we yeah. didn't know that the Campo de Paolo was on. We had no idea what it was, when it was on. And we had just gotten a cancellation, I think. 
there was during a, the holiday and he said oh that airbnb in Vienna has opened up we'll jump we'll jump straight into accommodation first we'll come yeah. back to transport um but accommodation I was looking at different places in Siena and it seemed to be really busy and really expensive. Yeah. And all of a sudden I found this like 4.9 star Airbnb that was available for the couple of rides, super reasonably priced. Um, but it was definitely a cancellation. They were booked out six yeah. months after that. Yeah. Um, so we just got really, really lucky. I'll leave the description to the Airbnb. It was my favorite Airbnb um, that we've ever stayed in. The hosts were absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, so that's why we ended up going to Siena kind of our space, where we should yeah. have really gone to Florence first and then gone for, gone to Siena for a night or two. Yeah, so um, Siena is just less than an hour's drive outside of Florence. Yeah, it's, it's an hour. It's not too bad. Yeah, you can drive. It's it's perfect if you're driving from Rome and stop off in Siena for a night or two and then drive up to Florence. But just public transport, there doesn't seem to be kind of any direct routes from Rome to Siena. So just bear that in mind. Mm-hmm. But our accommodation, oh my God. Oh, they, their names were Paolo and Rosetta. Yes. And they were the nicest Airbnb hosts you've ever come across in your life. Picked us up Co- from the train station. Collected us in his car from the train station, brought us into town, showed us the house, brought us on a private walking tour of the city centre yep. to explain everything that was available to us. Mm-hmm. Best places yeah. to get groceries, all the, it brought us up to the cathedral, yeah. um, showed us like the the cathedral to Catherine, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so where the where the the head of the patron saint of Italy is. is I think her body. No, her, no, her body's in her Rome. Bo- is her body? No, I think her head is in Rome, and her body is in. Is no, in, I think it's the other way. Oh, around. is it? Okay. Head is in Siena, and the body is in Rome. They love chopping up bodies. Yeah, they uh, like sharing around the dead people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a bit strange. Um, but Paolo was an absolute gentleman. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was kind of it was actually kind of drizzling when we got there. Um, but yeah, showed the apartment itself. Absolutely stunning. We cooked there a few nights. Um, it was the most beautiful little home. Even like we walked in, and antique like, oh, the furniture. Ba- the bathroom door is from the eleventh century, and we were just like, "What? <laughs> it's your bathroom door?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and because it was in the giraffe area, uh, Rosetta took pride in having like it was just a fun game of like how many giraffes could we find in the house? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the main thing was is um, each district has their central piazza or their church. Uh, and it's a huge open area, basically. Mm-hmm. And we were on. Yeah, we, we were literally, literally on, on the giraffe area. It was such a good location. Paolo and Rosetta were like the the, the godfather, <laughs> like the yeah. grandfather of the of the district. And when we'll get into it, but when they took us down later on, they knew everyone. Everyone's coming over, saying hello to them. How are you? As soon as we said, "Oh, we're staying with Paolo and Rosetta," mm-hmm. someone was like, "Oh, bravo, bravo, bye, yeah. welcome, come on in." And mm-hmm. we we're just like, "Oh, okay." we're staying with the right people <laughs> yeah so they were just absolutely amazing hosts shout out to them we might actually send this to them if they want to yeah. they want to share it out but um thank you so much guys you were you were you went above and beyond you were um, unbelievable um uh we kind of covered transport it's very easy to drive to Siena. the train is a little bit awkward because you have to get the train from florence yeah. and um a lot of people actually just do day trips to Siena from florence there's a load of bus tours going all the time yeah. Um, so I'd recommend if you just wanted to see it for a night, then fine. But um, 
there's a lot of there's uh, throughout the year there's a lot of um there, apparently their Christmas market's very famous and I think it's really nice for like a little chill night away. Yeah, and apparently a lot of the the seventeen contraladas they actually run little events during the year as well in their mm-hmm. own areas, which aren't as heavily advertised as the Campo de Palo, but yeah, would still be heavily advertised for the the locals in the area. Yeah, no, it's super nice, very very local. Um, I'm sure during the you know, we didn't see that many tourists, even though we were there during the Campo de Paolo. That was, was a funny thing. Yeah, there was, there's a strong Italian, you know, population that comes. And I think that's what Paolo was saying as well. A lot of people come home yeah. from Siena to back there for the Campo de Paolo to see their family mm-hmm. and everything. There is which a makes uni- sense. There is a university there. Um, so there are a few kind of Erasmus Yeah, because the but... university is also one of the oldest in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, didn't see a lot of tourists there. Um, even though I'm sure a lot of the bus tours they might come early in the morning and you have your mm-hmm. little get around before the height of the heat. Um, but yeah, we thought it was lovely to stay there overnight. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, vineyards as well outside of Siena on the way to Florence. So you can actually do from Florence, you can do a day trip wine tasting to Siena, and they'll bring you into Siena to one of the vineyards and back into Florence. Yeah, my parents are actually going to be doing that when they come over to Florence next month. So we'll give you some feedback on how they thought that that might even have them on. We'll interview the parents. Yeah, we might try and get them. Well, Jerry and Jerry, what did you think? We'll give them a few drinks before that, maybe. We'll we'll record the podcast in the pub. It'll be fine. Um, So moving on to food. The big (laughs) thing was because we had such a beautiful apartment um, and because we were trying to save a little bit of money at that stage as well, because we knew we were coming to Florence and we wanted to go for some nice dinners in Florence, we actually ended up cooking quite a lot um so we this is when we discovered officially conat yeah um so there's kind of two major supermarket chains uh in the north anyway well they're kind of all over well there's a good um, few different ones yeah but conad and carrefour are the two um yeah. main shops that are around we used to be carrefour people yeah and now we've we've gone back to in, conad in Siena, we were another shop called pam local Pam Local was great, yeah. Which is, they're spread around as well. There's a few in Florence, there's a few in Siena, well, there's one in Siena, mm-hmm. and then up north as well. I'm not sure about the south. I don't remember seeing Pam Locals. No. That's too much. But yeah, Pam Locals, Pam Locals amazing for like your treats. <laughs> yeah. Crisps. Kind of um, they do like a lot of like pre-made like sandwiches and meal deal kind of thing. So it is. It's a good little shop just for bits and bobs. Yeah. Some great um, bits and bobs and lunch. Closest thing to a Tesco Express, really. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to describe it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in um, that Pam Local, I discovered the greatest thing of all time, which is truffle-flavoured crisps. Mm-hmm. Um, they're absolutely delicious. You want to go for the crinkled cut? Crinkled cut, way better than the normal. Way better. Way, way better. It's a strong flavour. It's a strong flavor. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd recommend starting off with the crisp. If you've never had truffle before, don't go straight into a truffle pasta because yeah. it's intense. If you've never had it before, it's very, very intense. So the highlight of my food uh, for the whole trip were, were the truffle crisps. Um, we did go out for one kind of fancier meal. Yeah, yeah, we got a nice uh, authentic local pasta, which was kind of uh, shingale, which is boar. So just kind of done like ragu, but they have um, they use like pastadelle pasta. So everywhere has their own style of pasta that's kind of like the house pasta for the area. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the, the the meat dishes will be the same. So the ragus will be the same in most places, but the pasta and the way it's prepared will be slightly different. So it is interesting to try out. 
different you know, pastas, different yeah. Different pastas in different places just to see. But it was still quite affordable and we did yeah. get a little kind of cheese and meat board. So this was just right by the cathedral. Again, the name is in the Excel sheet or we'll link it in the description. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was fine. It was yeah. perfectly lovely and fine. Um, but the, the food there, we definitely, because we had such a nice kitchen, we just kind of chilled out. Yeah, we chilled, we cooked. It was, yeah, it was a beautiful, like this house was so beautiful that you couldn't warrant leaving it for dinner. Yeah. It was just so nice. <laughs> so we were, we were moving on to the fun section, but something that overlaps the food and the fun and also mm. our accommodation. Yeah is um because um so during the Campo de Palo um all of the regions which is not great if you're trying to do work meetings at 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> they all gather in their own individual squares mm. and they march the horse to the main Campo yeah. Piazza de Campo uh, and they sing and they have a big procession and people are drinking on the streets and it's kind of like the go away races for all the world but like yeah. classy <laughs> so during yeah during the week of the because it's on a saturday at the weekend but during the week they do practice horse races so they did they bring all the mm-hmm. individually all the horses in the square they're playing tunes they do a practice lap and then they march the horses back yeah for lunchtime and then they come back in the evening i think it was four or five o'clock yeah, and they do a practice race, and then they finish up. So all day they're singing around the streets, and each yeah. each little um, each animal section of the yes. city, they each have their own little songs that they sing as well. Mm. So they try and out sing each other. So not the best to get work done, I will say. But um, what because we were staying right on the square of the giraffe section, um, we noticed that there were just hundreds of tables being laid out. Yeah, and then there were just locals in every single square eating dinner on the streets. Yeah, and massive, like, 12-metre-long tables all down the streets. With hundreds, hundreds of people. Hundreds. Um, so we were like, what's going on, Ted? Um, yeah, yeah. Can so, anyone go to this? Can anyone oh, go to this? Huge. So um, we tried to look online, and we couldn't get that much detail about it. We thought maybe you had to buy a ticket to go for one yeah. of these dinners. and then we thought it might just be a local thing, where it's like, we're, we wouldn't be allowed in at yeah. all. So I decided um, maybe the second... It was the second night. Second I night. emailed um, Rosetta, and I just said, you know, uh, what's going on? Like, how how do we buy tickets? For how, us? Do, how do we get involved? Yeah. So um, all of a sudden, in the evening, when we had a pretty bad hangover, there was a <laughs> knock at the door. <laughs> the lovely Rosetta was there waiting for us. Are you ready to go for dinner? So so yeah, Rosetta Rosetta turned up at the house, and um, she didn't have very much English, but we were able to use Google Translate, and so she brought us. So what they, do you want to explain? What it actually is that they do in the square. So the whole square basically is a community thing during the race that the entire contrada of the giraffe community, they split up. So the young guys and young girls, basically, they take turns. Mm -hmm. So one day it's a group of guys and they'll go into the kitchen and they'll cook the meal for the afternoon. And then that evening, the ladies will all serve. So they basically come along with four meter long, massive trays with all the food on it at once, with two ladies carrying it. And then another five or six girls just passing out the food like crazy. Yeah. So the whole thing where basically it's a community thing that when you pay in, all the money goes back into the Cotadis community for like the next event. And yeah, they have little they have little communal kitchens and little communal pop up bars for yeah. these events, and so yeah, and um, they all t- they break it down into young men, young women, old men, old women, yeah. and so they very all take traditional very to, traditional to sit with. The, so basically, if you're a married married couple. You sit with the women and you sit with the men. So the men all sit on one side, women all sit on the other, you hang out with your friends. Mm-hmm. And it, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing setup. And we were sitting at the 
the kids' table. table yeah. basically, the kids' table at the end with a couple of the families that we were thrown in there with no Italian, yeah. everyone was Italian. So luckily, the one guy that I was sitting beside had English. Yeah, they um, were very was, nice. They were so welcoming, asking like, "How did we find out about it?" We were telling them. Rosetta and Paolo, they immediately were like, oh, yeah, of course, that makes sense. You're staying just up there then. We were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. pointed at the house. It was so community driven. And I think this was the first time that we'd gotten a real taste of Italian family life. Yeah. And I thought it was so, so lovely. So there were two huge tables of about, um, it was about 150 men on one side, 150 women on the other side. And we were sat right down the middle with um, kind of couples in like their 20s, early 30s yeah. that all had kids and the kids were sat at the far side. But what I loved is that they served the kids the food first yeah. and then they let all the kids go and play on one side of the square. And the couples just took turns looking after the whole group of children. It was every 20 minutes. There was a little rota- <laughs> rotation. Yeah. yeah. Two ma- mothers would like take the side of the table each run down, check all the kids. Everyone's eaten. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Perfect. They go back up. And then 20 minutes later, one of the dads went down, gathered all of the kids, took them on a toilet run <laughs> yeah. by himself. Like a, just like a teacher taking the lead at a, at a, you know, yeah. a school tour. And he was like, all right, everyone with me. And they all followed him. No hassle. Down the toilet. The kids all were so back. well behaved like, as well. Yeah. They were all just like kicking plastic bottles around the square. <laughs> and I was like, this Playing is, football. Yeah. yeah like, this is just amazing. So it was our first taste of a proper, authentic community Italian family experience. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was one of our favorite meals. One of my favorite meals. It was Look, the food wasn't amazing, but to feed that amount of people. And it was what we were there the night the old men were cooking. Um, yeah, it was like yeah, the men were cooking that night. So yeah, it was it was funny. Like it was because I remember during the day I went past the the circular window, so the community kitchen window that's just underneath their church. Were they blaring like Motorhead they were, or something? They were just blaring Motorhead, and they were all just shirtless with aprons <laughs> yeah. on. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I was like, health inspectors would hate it, but it's amazing. <laughs> so gas. Um, but yeah, it was just such a sense of community. It was really nice. We didn't have any Italian, unfortunately, at the time. It would have been nice to have yeah. had a little bit more. But um, just what an experience. It was, uh, you know, and thanks to our Airbnb host, because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to go. And again, that was just the giraffe section. And that had maybe 500 people eating at it. Yeah. Whereas there's, you know, how many other sections? There's 17 districts. So yeah, there was so... 16 other dinners taking place. And we were at the one in July and apparently the one in August is even bigger. And the official one, like the yeah. first one apparently. So that's uh, that's the big one that people know about. We didn't know it was on July. Yeah. Like I remember hearing about a horse, a famous horse race in, mm-hmm. a, in an Italian city square before. But it was just crazy. All I could imagine is like, you know, if you had Bohemore and not Nicara and yeah, Santala yeah, yeah. and all these places in Galway and they all drank from the morning and marched their horses into Air Square and imagine raced the, them around Air Square. And then all go back to the all drink and, eat and drink together. And then eat and drink together. It was just such a yeah. such a great idea, so beautiful and and yeah, obviously outdoor because the weather was just so perfect so you know well, that, that that was the whole thing it's just all outdoor dining it's you know you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt at 11 o'clock at night having a plate of pasta and, yeah and, and i mean they like, were still going i mean we were yeah, tired yeah. so at half 11 we kind of phoned it in they were like oh you're not staying for dessert and there's more wine and there's, there's more whatever more food coming we're like god no and then that was the other thing like all every single table had like three or four bottles of wine around different groups 
and it was all free. Yeah, it was all included in the price. I think the beers wine. were only like one euro or something. The beers were very cheap. Yeah, they yeah. Were like big bottle was two euro. Just it was just to cover their expenses, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, the whole thing your entrance ticket gets put towards everything. So that's what makes it so brilliant. It's just like it's cheap, but there's enough people that they actually make their money back on everything yeah no it was great it was great so some other fun stuff that we did we already mentioned our private walking tour from paolo yes. um in regular times if you go there but because the campo was on this didn't happen so there's an early market every wednesday that's also in the piazza del campo um then we went to um two kind of pubs there one was called the san paolo pub and it was kind of like an irish pub yeah it was an irish style bar but it wasn't very irish at all no but, but the best thing about it was it had a balcony that overlooks the whole piazza the campo the whole square yeah so if you can get there was maybe two or three tables it sat about six people yeah, out the balcony yeah. in total but if you can get a balcony seat there it was so amazing because you could actually just look out and look over the square and watch the yeah. horse racing and stuff so I'd highly recommend going there if, even if you're not there during the Camp de Palo, I'm sure even if the Christmas no, market's on. All or... the restaurants still have their tables set up on the Piazza de Campo at night. So it's just beautiful because you meet out in the square and it is kind of, it's all at an angle from the top sloping down towards the church in the bottom. So if you sit kind of up at the top end, it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful view. Yeah. Um, the next place we went to, I'll let you take over this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So it was called Weed and Love Bar. So they were a CBD bar, basically. Mm-hmm. That's all CBD and they were just a regular bar. So they had a beautiful garden area and it was at the, bo- at the foot of one of the hills. So it was a bit of a walk, but it was super, super peaceful. The staff, I remember, were absolutely lovely yeah i'd say it's a place that was happening at night i'd say so i'd say at night time there's probably a few heads that go down there for their their Mm -hmm. weed and love yeah yeah but um (laughs) no we we went down there and i think we just got a little glass of wine the wine was fine um but that's when we actually discovered (laughs) so there was only three of us out in the whole garden um so the third person was a very um, loud American person who was having a domestic with their partner on the phone, uh, or no, through Zoom, actually. Yeah. Um, and... So obviously no headphones, as loud as all hell, and we had to sit there and just be like, he's just taking over the entire yeah he was kind of he was kind of ruining the the weed and love vibes yeah, yeah, yeah. but what we did discover then was and it'll come up in a few different episodes from now on is mm-hmm. um we started speaking asquelga in irish um and so we would have very basic irish from secondary school but it yeah. was actually great to then realize that we could communicate in irish we were kind of interjecting it with a little bit of just irish slang so like amadon I'll be like, oh, and which means um, this man is an idiot. So it's a, a massive idiot. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was it was great to actually. It was, it was good fun. We discovered then, yeah, when we we're trying to learn Italian, we were like, oh, actually, we know more Irish than we thought. This is great. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to value for money. What did you think? Ooh, I think the value for money in Siena was pretty good. For the accommodation for what we got was absolutely incredible. The fact that like. The Campo de Palo itself, it's a, you don't have to buy any tickets to get, you can just stand in the square. Mm-hmm. Food was reasonably priced. I know when we were there, the restaurants and stuff under the square were quite expensive. But the value for money overall, I think, was actually pretty good. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Now, again, because we had um, 
a full kitchen and everything. We, I mean, we we didn't spend money at all. No, really I was going to say, Vienna, we really, we actually were really, really, mm-hmm. really, really lucky. We didn't have much expenditure at all. Yeah, and the wine um, or Prosecco there is also really, really cheap. So if you yeah. go to any restaurant or any bar to get yeah, a bottle yeah, or something. Yeah, were very cheap as well. Yeah. Um. So value for money overall. You could, like we didn't we didn't spend money there at all. No. Um, no. 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 So, so value for money. Overall experience. Well, I thought it was unbelievable because to land there and not know that there was one of the most famous horse races on of all time, <laughs> yeah. and the city is just transformed for like the the, the center, and there you can just feel the atmosphere. It was an exciting, Amazing, like festival, festival kind of, vibes. Yeah. Like you see all the locals; they were chatting and walking around, and like with family members that have come back for the horse racing. And it was just, it was a really nice atmosphere at the end. It was really, 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 really nice. And very relaxed. Like, it's a beautiful city, medieval, you know, hilltops. The views are absolutely insane. Yeah. Now, like, I'd say... Overlooking the Tuscan hills. Oh, and, my God. The views are spectacular. Yeah, on a hilltop. So it's just, if you're looking for somewhere just to have a glass of wine and sit back and relax, mm-hmm. Siena is absolutely... Yeah, I'd so. I'd highly recommend if you're coming to Florence um to go and do Siena for for a night. Maybe yeah. if you're doing Florence for a week, I'd go to Siena for a night, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because um, it is it is that one of those places you could go and just do nothing mm-hmm. and relax and it's stunning and there's beautiful museums, like the old banks. There's so mm-hmm. much you can go and see if you like the Irish and history, but it's just a City. Yeah, I do want to just touch on as well the whole reason that we even kind of found Sienna or why we chose Sienna was um Cormac had found this beautiful, essentially five-star all-inclusive resort um that was on a vineyard and had a spa on site, but um that was about a 20-minute drive outside of Sienna and there was no local transport to get yeah. there. Um so again, if you're driving take a look at some of the vineyard resorts that are around Siena and then you could just pop into Siena for a day and have a little wander around. Yeah. But there's some gorgeous stuff. If you, if you had a car or a moped, it absolutely yeah. started to I'll, go I'll, I'll, link, area. I'll link the uh, the vineyards and stuff from my, from yeah. my notes to the Excel sheet. Yeah, but um, absolutely beautiful place if you wanted to get out of the city for, for a night yeah. or two. So we're going to do, uh, we're going to do our scoreboard now. Um, so transport transport i give it probably an eight seven or an eight uh i'm gonna i'm gonna make you give it a seven okay. um so the, Fair tra- enough, yeah. the train station is a little bit out of the way you yeah. have to get a train you're, you probably have to get a bus from the train station or get a taxi from the train station That's into... it, it, was, it was about a 10 15 minute drive mm-hmm. to get from the station to the city gates but there are buses going as well yeah. so it's just a little bit awkward to and get there i remember leaving because we had to walk down the hillside all the way to the the entrance gates to get our taxi yeah because the taxi couldn't come up to a certain area yeah so we had to go down to the gates. So that's the only reason I drop it down to a seven. But yeah. it was just that it is walking city. It's meant to be. It's historical. It's medieval. But it just means that you have to kind of walk that a little bit extra further to get your to get yeah. your train station, get your taxis. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven as well, just um because obviously we didn't have a car. If you have a car, you're laughing. Yeah. But again, cars aren't really allowed within the city walls. So you're walking an awful lot. There's a lot of hills, but it's very, very small. Um, but as well, it's, it's like the streets are so tight and narrow in some places that you just don't want to be driving. No, it's not built for cars. It's not built for cars. So yeah, that's uh, just that it was a little bit awkward that we couldn't get a bus directly from Rome to Siena, even in the height of the season. So that was a little bit frustrating. But yeah, 
So yeah. seven overall. Um, accommodation, I am ten, giving it 10. 10, 10, 10 out of 5, 11, 12. <laughs> what do we need to give it? It was <laughs> absolutely amazing. Hosts were great. Brilliant price. I think it was about 72 euro a night. Yeah. Um, and just beautiful antiques in a gorgeous apartment. It was just a beautiful little home. It was stunning. lovely. Kind of reset us. Yeah, it definitely reset us to get it for our next leg of the yeah. for our next leg of the trip. Um, food. We actually didn't experience a lot of food in Siena. No, we didn't. So it's hard to kind of rate it. But what we did have was very high quality, and obviously the experience. I think the experience of eating out with the community dinner raises us up for me massively because mm-hmm. that was just like a special. A really yeah. special once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. So for food overall, I think I'm just going to go for an eight. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight as well. We didn't get to experience quite enough, but no, the restaurants. Enough, but for what we had was beautiful. Like I remember that ragu, the shingale ragu that I had was stunning. That restaurant mm-hmm. um, and the starters we had were really good. Yeah, and it was reasonably priced yeah, as well. So, um, in terms of fun. I'm going to give it an 8, and this is purely because I would give it a 10, but obviously the Campo de Paolo isn't on all your rent. Yeah. So um, I would obviously give it a 10 if the Campo was on the whole time, because the feel and the vibe was just so much fun. Um, but I'm sure that there are plenty of very, very, very quiet times. So yeah, um, yeah I'd say an 8 overall. Uh, I would probably give it a 9. Okay. Mm, yeah, no, I really... I'm I am being biased towards the horse racing though, I think. <laughs> That's okay. That's when we went. Was, That's what we went. Yeah, so. if you're going during that, it's just such a special atmosphere. I recommend it more for a, a relaxing, peaceful holiday night two away mm-hmm. when the Campo Paddle isn't on, because it's just it's just breathtaking and very relaxing there. Um Yeah, seeing the fog come in over the Tuscan Hills is yeah, just it, it's just stunning. Yeah. And then value for money, I'm gonna give it um I'm actually gonna give it a nine. Now, we did it slightly on the cheap, but I thought the restaurants and um, drinks were overall quite cheap as well. And there was a nice little selection of shops. So, yeah. yeah I think I give it an eight myself. Okay, perfect. So, the overall score is 84, which places it, I think, third on the leaderboard. Just one point behind Rome. So, one behind Rome. yeah, not, hmm. not too shabby, not too shabby. Sienna. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have to preface that with, it was during the Campo de Paolo. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, so. honestly, I think you're... The scores were for Siena just in general, it'd probably be just a little bit lower. A little bit lower. Yeah. But the whole experience that we had in Siena was the capital. Yeah. So 84, the very fair score for. Because mm-hmm. like it's on twice a year and it's on for three, you know, a total of seven or eight days, yeah. nine days in total. So if you, you are, can... if you happen to be around or, you, or if you just want to go to an amazing horse event, <laughs> yeah. you love horse races, this is amazing. It's this, mad. You stand in the square with 10,000 people and they fly around for three or four laps. Apparently, like, some, there's quite a few deaths. There is a few deaths, yeah. Yeah, uh, not every year, but, like, apparently... On average, on average, one one a year. One a year. Yeah. Yeah, because so, obviously it's, it's very... Extremely dangerous. Dangerous. It is, like, it is... It's one of those, like, heritage moments where it's, like, really cultural that, like, people accept the fact that it's it's yeah. dangerous for the riders because it is obviously a square of 10,000 people, uh, a small dirt track over concrete and no barricades, no and... barricades, <laughs> no saddles. It is, it is dangerous, yeah. but it's absolutely Mad. engrossing. Mad. It just takes you. Okay. So, um, so that's it. That's it for this week. That's it for this week. Oh, we must mention the one little fun side note though. Of when we were standing in the square, and as any Irish person will tell you, it's always an opportunity oh, yeah. to find each other. 
And we were, I was telling Miss Nigene, and we were ta- talking about something, and she just turns to me and says, one second, turns around to a random girl behind us and says, Tommy Habitant Shun Kanchas Gaelga. And I was just like, what? <laughs> there was an Irish girl behind us who started speaking Irish to her friends who she was studying with. Yeah. Piano, <laughs> who Jane overheard. So, yeah. Irish people We're just everywhere. Wherever. Wherever. But I thought that was a really fun moment. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. I was like, what are you speaking Irish? <laughs> <laughs> and on that lovely note. We're Jane and Cormac. We hope you enjoyed our Sienna episode and come back next time where we'll be talking about the next leg of our trip, Florence. If you like our podcast, then please subscribe and please give us a five-star review. It's free and takes just a couple of seconds. You can follow us on socials at Alt Living and you can download our Excel sheet with all of our accommodation, restaurant, transport, experience and budget details for our six-week holiday on altliving.com. See you next time, guys. See you next time.